0: Hi, boys and girls, sports fans, and assorted waves and strays. Guess what? It's Dan here from Diginomica. And it is the 23rd of February, 2021. It's quite a while since I recorded anything um, to put out on the podcast. And um, on this occasion, I got the opportunity to talk with um, Christian Klein, CEO of SAP. Over the course of the last year, we've had a number of conversations. They've always been interesting. And it's always nice to hear a ceo talking completely off the cuff as he he's certainly capable of doing now most of the past conversations and i've written plenty of stuff around this so no need to rehearse it it's it's mostly been about s4 partners user groups most recently about the the rise um program but on this occasion i wanted something a little bit different i wanted to hear from christian about what he sees among customers, interesting things, different things, things perhaps that we don't get to hear about as often or as loudly as we might do other things. So um, he wasn't particularly briefed on it. It was just as as loose as that. But anyway, here's what happened. I think you find it interesting. I really wanted to listen to what you've... you, You speak to thousands of customers during a year right so you get to see all the kind of really crazy cool stuff and interesting things that they do Mm -hmm. that that maybe none of us get to hear about or if we do it's only in little bits and pieces so i just wanted really to hear from you maybe two or three stories whatever you can say Mm -hmm. um of things that you have seen in the last year that have made you go oh wow that's Mm -hmm. interesting and maybe something that sap has learned along the way because I, I think that's how we progress in real terms.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, happy to do so, Dan. And um, yeah, so let's talk about some some anecdotes yeah, I had um, last last year where I got the confirmation that we are, you know, marching in the, the right direction and what great things SAP can do. But also to your point, you know, things where where I feel yes, we are on the right track, but there is some there is some work to do. So I would say, look, when I you know look at the strategy overall i would say there was one event which was really you know telling to me and this is the power what sap has with all the data actually yeah and um, there was the bmw ceo coming to me um you know it was around june july and he shared with me some of the issues, you know, what BMW has and their automotive industry has in, in COVID, in times of COVID, he said, look, the point is that, you know, my demand is changing quite heavily now, country by country because of COVID. And actually, until the time that this, dem- this change in demand is going down the whole supply chain, down to the manufacturer for the raw material of the car, It sometimes takes up to three months. And he said, Christian, there are billions, you know, of inventory produced, which no one, you know, will use. And that's real cost for everyone in the whole supply chain uh, of the automotive industry. And he said, Christian, think about it. You actually, you know, have all of these insights. SAP, I mean, we are a customer. You see, you know, what kind of demand is coming in. You see all our order books. But you also have all of our, you know, main suppliers. You have Bosch, you have ZF, you have, you know, all of our, the Brake supplier out of Italy. And, and, you know, you have almost everyone. And he said, so why, why don't you do more out of that? Yeah, because when we would have, for example, and then we started to collect use cases. So when we, for example, have a use case, traceability. So, you know, the the car is anyway connected these days. So when we then say, okay, there is a, a blockchain use case where we can really trace the spare part of a car, you know, down, down, really down to the raw material manufacturer, we could immediately, you know, give signals across the supply chain that, okay, there is a certain demand changing, you know, please lower production or increase production. And we could really save billions of um, inventory. And then he said, okay, you have this business network. So why don't you bring all of us together so that we can share this data real time and have the traceability with blockchain? And I said, this is actually a fantastic idea. And then we started into the conversation with the other CEOs. We put them all together. And what came out of that is this announcement of the Automotive Alliance. It took a bit because everyone was a little bit scared to what kind of data yeah, do we actually need to share in order to make these use cases work and is there a win-win for me? But at the end, everyone signed up and we are actually already developing you know, this new uh, business network for the automotive industry. And I'm a big believer, you know, when we talk about AI, the automation of business processes, infusing more intelligence into the different parts of the company, I would say this is the next big thing for me. Then, because when you think about it, companies to work today, many often in this one-to-one transaction. There's demand. Okay, now I have to order supply, I have to inform the manufacturer, I have to, you know, make the logistics work. But it happens, you know, sequentially. But if you put them all together, for me, there are great, great use cases, what we really can generate. And that's only one. There's a use case now for sustainability. There's also um, a a use case for better quality in the car, which is super important now that the car becomes more and more, you know, uh, equipped with software. And so there are super great use cases. And that just shows me, and, you know, doing this for automotive, there are already thoughts around why not doing this for utilities or for retail. And I feel this is a big, big opportunity for SAP.
0: So you use the B word, blockchain. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I've seen a few experiments, but I'm not sure that I've seen anything yeah. that really mean, means anything. So, you know, talk, talk to me about that.
1: Yeah, that's, that's indeed very true. I would also say in our portfolio, we have a few use cases uh, in certain industries where blockchain work, but really nothing, you know, where I would say this is now what we deliver at scale. But here, actually, you know, you can really make sure that every spare part, you know, of a car, and you have really thousands of not even even more of suppliers and you know to figure out you know what is the supplier of this spare part what is the supplier of this raw material today impossible uh, it takes a lot a lot of time and now with blockchain you really have this code where you then can really say okay okay this bad part you know is done with you know this ingredients and this is you know the supplier and then the blockchain really helps to trace it down and say, Hey, and this is the one supplier who delivered that spare part or that raw material. And let's inform him that the car actually has a quality issue. And so that next time he can already improve the quality yeah, of the product, of the spare part uh, by a significant, uh, in, in a significant way. And, and these are the use cases, this traceability, this track and trace where they say, look, this is actually a perfect example where blockchain technology can help. But to your point, I mean, this is now one use case around traceability. And again, think about that. I mean, today it's really about, you know, up to three to four months until really the one supplier at the end of the value chain really realizes that something there is changing or there is a quality issue. Now in a network, you can really manage that real time and that's, uh, I mean, that's a huge step ahead. And then in the meantime, we have, you know, Daimler is now joining uh, the alliance, and there are many more. And I really feel this is the, the this could be the next big thing. Obviously, we have today certain networks. Now we are putting them together because the many, you know, the many more which now join, of course, the more impactful the network will become. Will there, there be, I, w- yeah?
0: Will um, there be governance issues involved here? Do you think?
1: Good, good point. Um, good point. Uh, obviously, um, the first point was that you know when I share this data, is this a win-win, or can I be disrupted? Yeah. So that you know took time. Yeah. So to define the use cases, to say okay, what data do the suppliers have to share? What data will you know the OEM, uh, the car manufacturers will share? And then of course, data security was key. So they said, you yeah, know, we want to have an environment, yeah, which uh, then is really you know, where we know where is the data located, who is touching the data. So this needs to be really, it needs to be in a, in a special place and you know, where we can sh- ensure EU access. So exactly, you know, that everyone understands, you know, again, where is the data, who is touching it, etc. So there are these questions around that. I mean, we, we tick-marked all of them, but indeed was very important for the customers and, okay. and uh, and 10 of the network. Okay,
0: so many, many years ago I remember meeting with a guy called Ken Sharma who was one of the co-founders of i2 since passed away a number of years ago. And he talked about similar things as it related if memory serves to Toyota and its own supply chain. Mm-hmm. This was in the context of the demand planning. And I said, look, this is all fantastic stuff, Ken. I said, but at the end of the day all of these things always break at the at the smallest point. In other words... The guy who's making the windscreen washer inserts or the bulbs or some, some small part that's essential, you know, how, are you, how are you going to help that guy? He said, good question. Did,
1: <laughs> yeah. Do we still um, have a good question here? Yeah, I mean, the, the point there then is really about, um, as I said, uh, in all of these use cases, um, there were initially concerns yeah, when I shared that data Will my business model be disrupted? Can I lose anything? Do I share too much? Do I give too much insight into how I produce a certain spare part? And, um, you know, then we really put the experts together, you know, of all the different companies, of all the different enterprises, and they really figured out, look, there is a barrier in place. This much we are going to share in order to make this use case work so that it's a win-win for everyone. So that also the supplier, you know, to your point, then also has a benefit of producing at better quality, has access to more buyers in, in the network. That, that was very key. And that, of course, it, we also help you know, this supplier to reduce inventory uh, because these are will costs at the end. And uh, so these use cases have been worked out. And again, it, was, it took some time to really make sure that we have these barriers in place, what data will be shared, what data will be not shared. Yeah, and and I guess that's the that's the notion of making such a network successful. Yeah, when there's not a win-win for everyone, it will not fly. You cannot force you know the people and the companies into this network, and that's why it was so important to really figure out that we have a win-win.
0: So where are you up to with this thing? When does it fly? When does it really fly?
1: When does it really fly? So we have now the first use, use case around uh, the inventory, the demand and supply. Uh, we will have that live uh, beginning of july Uh, and we're already developing that we are already now onboarding more and more suppliers more and more car manufacturers uh, to make it extremely powerful and then july we want to set the first um, you know go live and then of course when we expect the first you know really outcomes for everyone it's around then october november yeah so that we have really onboarded you know all the assets all the data and then actually, we actually actually expecting Q4 this, this year that they really see then, okay, uh, the network works, and now we see all the outcomes of the use cases we decided on.
0: So you are doing this for the automotive industry, right? Yeah. Presumably the automotive industry has modeled what it views as potential outcomes. Mm-hmm. Do you want to give me an indication of the range of outcomes that they're looking at in terms of economic value?
1: I mean all the CEOs I had with me said, you know, when they looked at that and, uh, you know, I saw first the skepticism, you know, and said, ah, sharing data and how much do I need to share and so on. And then finally, when the experts were coming together with our automotive experts, they said only this one use case, you know, where we can improve inventory, where we can, you know, manage demand and supply real time in this network probably there's a billion of costs what we can take out of the supply chain. Yeah, so they said, this is not about millions anymore. That's that's really about, you know, a billion. And um, and of course, then we further quantified, you know, the business case. We then said, okay, let's go after these three use cases. We also not want to overdo it at the first step. Yeah, now we are actually progressing and actually we are making good progress. So we are developing this now together. And again, the network is there, but we have to make sure you know the data model that we have everything in sync that semantics are in place that we have the connections there that we have the specific um, transactions then in the network and um, but some of that is already there yeah so on the platform in our business network so that's why we we definitely also see a real chance a real sh- uh, shot that we are going to you know bring this to life this year.
0: Okay, now
1: and then sorry so go on. Then, Yeah, so look, and another example, and and I know this is now, it's all about COVID. And oftentimes, of course, now with customers like, for example, General Motors, they actually signed a very big deal with us. So there it's all about infusing intelligence into the procure to pay. I mean, they are looking for quality improvements, cost improvements out of their, you know, out of their spend management activities. So intelligent sourcing. Uh, give me more, better access to suppliers. Give me a 360 of, you know, uh, what, how, how the best you know suppliers can then deliver on cost, on quality, on, and then also on sustainability. That comes more and more. The carbon footprint, you know, the circular economy is key. I can also share with you another example. And then of course, you know, on the billing side, yeah, when it then comes to the transactional part of the process, make sure that we further automate that. That we go into you know real time billing. And, uh, you know, just also reduce my manual efforts I'm having, you know, today at the back end of procure to pay So that's uh, general Motors, And we have many other examples, like with Aeon, we are now doing an industry use case where we said, okay, let's really give them intelligent pricing. So meaning, okay, how high is the flight risk of, um, you know, an end consumer of Aeon? And you know what kind of price sensitivity does the field need to have in order to make this you know a consumer stay? or is there any you know a nice offering you know, which can convince a consumer to stay in case actually there is a, a flight risk? So there's a lot what we are doing around pricing in the CPQ environment, but also with here um, now we also have a use case around, uh, fin- financial management cash flow so uh, for you now we are saying okay uh, you can bill actually your consumers if you want every second every day every week and then you can realize the revenue right away and then you actually have a real-time view on uh, the accounts receivables and then you know infuse more intelligence uh, uh, better
0: is that my dog in- just in- a second yeah <laughs> I keep. I'm sorry about that, Christian. Nope. I keep saying that um, no no Zoom call that I do is complete unless my dog takes part.
1: All so. good, all good. <laughs> and look, and then on the utility side, it's about you know the infusing intelligence and in the order to cash. What can we do better in order management to you know actually uh, reduce the time until the consumer pays? What can we do if a if a consumer is overdue? Uh, again, is there an intelligent payment plan, which, you know, worked for other customers? So this is something, you know, where, where this customer did one SAP before, but on a very transactional basis. Yeah? So order to cash did one, very reliable. But now with new technology, we can make this process more intelligent with the outcome, actually, that the cash flow is improving. And of course, the real-time steering. Yeah, because now you know every second, you know, how much revenue is already in the books and how does the metering work. Um, another one is retail, uh, coming back to uh, sustainability. I mean, Unilever, Nestle, I mean, they as also, we see that, of course, also with oil and gas. We have a collaboration with Shell on sustainability, uh, reducing the carbon footprint, reducing the circular economy. And there's also now uh, where we are helping is now building a network with all of the suppliers, you know making the carbon footprint transparent you know and helping to move uh, these customers more to the circular economy and this is you know where we work together to really you know build this transparency in the supply chain and then again uh, to make conscious decisions around how can these two companies also on the production side on the supplier side also you know will reach um, their uh, carbon footprint targets yeah, by not always making decisions based on costs or quality but also have uh, having a sustainability and the carbon footprint in mind and this is then what i really see i mean i said it as sapphire but it's really obvious yeah so these companies have a lot of pressure yeah that really they also become you know more sustainable as we sap as well and i guess that's an overarching trend where we again based on our business process knowledge and based on our technology we can definitely contribute a lot to that and we so we are co-innovating on that there's also now the first app coming out this year, uh, again helping you know to move more to the circular economy and the supply chain. We are now making the carbon footprint uh, more transparent, measuring it, and that's the first step. Then, yeah, in order then in order to reduce then finally uh, the carbon output of, of an enterprise. So that's that's on that one. And yeah, so uh, vaccine, I, I shared that then. I'm not sure if you heard it at earnings. Uh, so also there we have the, for, for the vaccine production, we have actually uh, the um, the vaccination hub where we actually put together companies like CureVac, McKesson and others to really make sure that we also orchestrate the logistics, the supply these days, yeah, considering certain lockdowns to really make sure that, you know, they can really produce and, of course, then finally also deliver the vaccine. And these are real use cases. So this is, you know, what our software does. Of course, we cannot avoid, you know, any delay. Like now, last week in, in Texas, there was this winter storm. Obviously, this is, you know, hard to, hard to predict uh, very early. But again, also there, we then can make sure, okay, how can we still, you know, deliver the vaccine to the different warehouses, to the vaccination centers, and so on? This is what SAP does, and I feel, then these are great use cases, yeah, not only to do business with, but also to underscore why we are always saying yeah, SAP helps the world to run better, and of course for me also. I mean, we have um, with the at the World Economic Forum, we also. Uh, you know, did certain use cases with AI around um, you know the the overfishing in the sea. We also have certain use cases about child slavery. Yeah, where we actually also put alerts into procurement. You know, where we say, hey, there was you know once a supplier, this was the supplier where we actually have to put an alert on because we saw news that they were you know actually connected to child slavery. So these are things yeah which we which we do which is not first of all immediately making a business case economically viable but for me these are great things uh, where we also can help the customers yeah to 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 make the world better you
0: know? okay so out of all of these experiences all these things mm-hmm. that you've been working on the last year or so christian just give me mm-hmm. one takeaway one thing that you believe sap has learned that maybe it It is brand new to it that you think, you know what, this is going to make a real big difference to us?
1: I mean, for me, clearly, the business network is a huge, huge opportunity uh, to really completely change how enterprises in a certain industry work. That's the first one. And the second one, I mean, not sure if this is a learning, but you know, now that we are also moving in an accelerated pace, our ERPs to the cloud, I mean, I now just see right now also with the announcement of Wise, how the things are now coming together. You know when you have now a domain model which you are going, you know, which we are now sharing on the on the platform. When you actually now see how, you know, a customer can really access this domain model. We with data warehouse cloud we also can combine it with unstructured data. When you then the customer finally see, oh, now also in the cloud I have a 360 you know, on, on on my business. And I then can see now how I can attract the ecosystem then also to build on the platform, yeah, new innovative applications uh, next to our core applications. This is where I feel uh, now it's really coming together. And what I also so like is the current trend now that we also bring the customer focus back on Look, it's not about only a migration to s it's not about a migration to success factors and ariba and, and and conquer it's about your business transformation and this is why for me with RISE and the business process intelligence that was for me so telling yeah because we have we are so gifted and we have so much insight best practices we have such a rich ecosystem but we never bundle all of this, all of this data, this expertise, these best practices in one place. And this is where I feel the business process intelligence uh, topic in combination with WISE uh, is, is for us absolutely the way to go and we have to focus on that journey. Yeah?
0: And with that, we were pretty much against the clock. Um, I thought this was a really good conversation So many little snippets, so many little bits of takeaway here. My only wish is that SAP would uh, perhaps make more of these kinds of stories because they play directly into its narrative of wanting to make the world run better. Okay, see you next time, boys and girls. Take care.